listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. All right, y'all. So last week we talked about parenting and I was so blessed by the episode and also the feedback that I received from you all. Thank you all for sharing that feedback. Um, Feel free to share any feedback with me or any questions that you may have by even emailing me. And my email is found in the description of this podcast episode. But if you want to write it down right now, then you can just email contact at simplytiffany.net. Let me know the impact that you are receiving from this podcast. But anyway, last week we talked about parenting. And I know that when some of you guys read the title of this episode that you probably thought that this would probably be a part two of last week where we will continue to talk about parenting. And although I'm sure that many of you may have had flashbacks when reading this episode because you can reflect or recall that as a kid, whenever you question your parent or even tried them in some sort of way, they would have the comeback remark that said, what did I say? (laughs) But we are not talking about parenting today. No, ma'am, no, sir. However, today's episode does have everything to do with how we respond. And I'm not talking about how we respond to our children, but I'm talking about how we respond to each other. See, one thing about me, I'm just talking about me. Is that all right? All right. One thing about me is that I'm an observer. I sit back and I watch a lot. I notice how people behave and how they respond verbally or with their body language, because y'all do know that you can also respond with your body language, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm an observer. I don't say a lot because I'm watching a lot. And I also don't say a lot because in today's world, there's a lot of people just saying stuff. I mean, just stuff, y'all. And I'm not saying that we should stop using our freedom of speech, but I am saying that when saying what you feel you need to say in that moment, that you should probably ask yourself, how is what you're about to say beneficial to that person or the situation? Listen to me. I watch a lot and I observe a lot and I see that something is wrong, y'all. Something has gone terribly wrong because what I am seeing is that people are quick to say things, but they are very slow to do things. Quick to say what's on their mind, but slow to do what God places in their spirit. What's going on, y'all? God's word talks about the importance of being obedient. In other words, doing things or doing what God tells you to do. And it talks about being slow to speak. And the purpose of being slow to speak is because of the power that our words carry. Once the words leave your mouth, you can apologize all you want, but you cannot take back what you said. We tend to do what feels best to our flesh. But hear me clearly, when you do these things, things that are connected to your flesh or making you feel good for that moment, The feeling from doing those things only lasts for a moment, y'all. It's only temporary. So I want you to hear this clearly. 
Although the things that satisfy your flesh and the feeling that comes from it is temporary, it can do eternal damage, y'all. You can't take back what you say. The Bible calls our tongues swords. What we say can do damage. And the sad part about it is that we're not doing damage to the enemy. Oh, Lord, I wish we were doing damage to the enemy, but we are doing damage to each other. I never give homework, but I feel that it is necessary for this episode. So let me ask you, and I want you to answer these questions in your quiet time. So let me ask you, how are your words building the next person up? And I'm not talking about saying only nice things, but are you being genuine with what you are saying? Because you can say nice things with the wrong heart. I've seen it done before and I've even done it before. Many of us have done it before. But only for so long you can say those things, those nice things, if your heart is not connected to it. Because the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. So what you need to realize as well is that although you're saying nice things, those nice things don't always ignite change. And this is how we upbuild one another. We're always changing, y'all. We need community. I mean, just think about your own community. Think about your family. Think about how over the years you have evolved and changed so much because you are just around them and you learn, whether negative or positive, you learn something from them that you were able to apply to your life so that you can be a better person. So, Nice things don't always ignite change. But when we say what is laced in the truth, then the change that we see in ourselves and also in our community is inevitable. And I get it, y'all. Sometimes sharing the truth with others may hurt. But are you sharing the truth in love? Y'all get me? So here's the question again. When was the last time that you used your words to intentionally build someone else up? When was the last time that your body language built someone else up? Because sometimes your body language can speak louder than your words. What I want you to do is to answer these questions and be real about it. You don't have to show your answers to anybody, but you do need to be honest with yourself because honesty and realness, it bursts awareness. And from that awareness, it brings change. Okay, so let me give you an example. Here's an example that you can use when you answer these questions. I don't know if everyone saw the video or has seen the video about a month ago, but just flow with me. Just flow with me, y'all. Okay, so... When the video of Pastor Mike Todd spitting in his hand and then rubbing that spit on his brother's face as a demonstration of what he was ministering about, when that video was being shared and people were commenting on it, how did you respond to that? Do y'all want to know how I responded while all this was going down? Okay, let me tell you. I said nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, did I think it was disgusting? Absolutely. But This is how I think. How would me saying that his approach was wrong or that it turned my stomach while watching, how would that benefit him and how would that benefit the situation? It literally reminded me of the story in the Bible when the religious folk brought the woman who was caught in adultery to Jesus. They wanted Jesus to respond to the sin. But guess what, y'all? He didn't. What would be the benefit to just respond with something that they already knew? That wasn't Jesus's purpose on earth. Listen, people of God, and I believe this. If more people would realize their true purpose on earth, 
then their language would change. How they speak would change. How they respond would change. They wouldn't be so quick to say something that doesn't align with their purpose. Let me tell you all this. Our purpose is connected to other people. <laughs> Listen, Jesus's purpose was to save people. And the best way to save that young lady who was caught in adultery, she was caught in the act, y'all. But the best way Jesus saw to save her was to ignore the religious folks that brought her to him. We say it and we know it. I know y'all know it. Love covers a multitude of sins and the word of God is true. But let me tell y'all this. A multitude is a great number. Love covers a great number of sins. And you know what else multitude means? It means public. Hallelujah. Love covers public sins. Oh my gosh. I know this is messed with y'all. But let me ask you this. How does your response benefit the public? Oh, that's so good. Or how is your response to things that were made public? Does your response cover? And here's another thing to take away from the story of the woman caught in adultery. The Bible makes the motives of the men who brought her to Jesus very clear. I mean, you can find this in John 8. Y'all please read it. It's so good. All right. But the Bible makes their motives very clear. Their motive wasn't even attached to the woman. Do y'all hear me? Their motive wasn't attached to what they were bringing to Jesus. Their motive was to expose Jesus. They were looking to frame and attack Jesus. So realize this, people of God, when you are presented with a situation, you may think that you are exposing the sin or the wrong that is in that situation. When the reality of it all is that the motive of whoever it is presenting that situation to you was to attack the body of Christ. The motive was to attack Jesus. The easiest way to turn people away from the gospel is when the outsiders are looking in and seeing how much we don't get along, seeing how much we fight. So every time you get on the bandwagon to publicly shame a pastor, you're attacking the body of Christ. You ain't attacking the pastor. You ain't exposing it. It's not wise, y'all. Even the book of Proverbs talks about these things that when we go out to kill someone, we're killing ourselves. Why? Because we are all attached. God created us to be unified, to be one. And we got to understand that when we are attacking somebody that's in our own body, how does that look to the public? There's no unity there. You know, sometimes people will ask you your opinion, not because they want to honor you, not because they want to honor your position, but they ask you to trap you. Come on, open your eyes, people of God. They ask you to harm you because when the body of Christ is harmed, you're harmed as well. You don't look wise. Can I tell you the truth? You don't look wise. The person that you are attacking, that's how you look. And if you get caught up in yourself, then you won't even realize this. You'll fall victim to that trap. Listen, this ministry, this gospel that we carry isn't about us. And this is why I said earlier that if we realize our purpose, then our language will change. Because once we realize that our purpose is attached to people and it's not about us, then we won't be so quick to say things that doesn't build people up. This gospel we carry ain't about us. So truth is, is that the focal point of what we do and what we say shouldn't be about us. Furthermore, 
when you're trying to expose someone else of an obvious sin, whatever that is, it reveals the sin that's in your heart. Matthew tells us this in chapter seven. He says, or how can you say to another brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, take the doggone beam. Okay, they didn't say doggone, but okay. First, take the beam of wood out of your eye. Then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Now get this. And this is Jesus talking. It doesn't say that once you get the beam out of your eye and you're able to see clearly, it doesn't say to tell your brother about themselves. It says to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. So in other words, once I get myself together, once my vision is clear, then that's going to allow me to help my brother out, not tear him down. How we respond to one another matters. What we do matters. The Bible calls us the called out ones, meaning that we don't fit in. We don't resemble the culture. We don't operate or even think like everyone else. We're from a different kingdom, y'all. However, what happens when the ones that are called out become camouflage? The world don't even know what the church looks like because there's nothing that stands out about us. I know this is tough. (laughs) This is tough, y'all. But listen, it is my prayer that this will birth an awareness in you It will stand up on the inside of you and you will begin to be more intentional about what you do. Something has to change, y'all. The Bible speaks about God doing a new thing. And when we're aligned with God, okay, so how do we become aligned with God? Well, number one, you got to keep your heart pure. Mm -hmm. And then you got to feed your spirit by reading and studying, not just reading, y'all, studying his word because you, you, to make something a part of you, you got to study right? And then you need to spend time with him consistently. So when we become aligned with God, then we will start to walk in this newness daily. There will be something that is obviously different about us. And in our world today, people are ready for different. People are attracted to what's new. Oh, Father, give us a heart like yours. Give us a mind like yours, God. We need you. Listen, y'all, I know I cut y'all a little bit today, but sometimes cutting is necessary for you to experience the breakthrough that you have been longing for, the breakthrough that you have been praying for. Many of you have been praying that, how can I break these cycles? Well, receive the word of God. The word of God brings healing. It may cut first, but it brings healing. The end result is to bring healing in your life. You just got to go through the process. You can't tap out in the middle of the process just because it's painful. Because the more that you endure, the Bible talks about us enduring the race that is set before us. It talked about how Jesus endured the race that was set before him. And it talks about the reward after you endure that race. You want the breakthrough? You got to sit in some pain just for a period of time. Because that's how God begins to develop us and mold us and shape us. There are so many things that may have attached to your life. And all those things aren't good for you. We know that. And that's why we want to be healed. But you got to position yourself to be healed. So I know what I said today. Cut some of y'all, made y'all think a little bit, and that's good. But I want you to understand this. All I really did was just prep you for what God wants to do in your life. God wants to begin to heal you. The healing process is beginning now. Don't resist it. Cutting represents you being open. 
And when you are open, then a doctor can do his work. He can keep what's necessary and cleanse you from what's unnecessary. So don't resist the discomfort that you're feeling right now. I don't want you to do that at all. But instead, release your will and submit to God's hand. Just feel everything that you're feeling right now. And we're going to pray. So Father, we thank you. You're an amazing God, and we bless you today. I want to thank you for all who are listening right now. And Father, I I know that you see their hearts. You see their desire. You see their innermost being, Father. And in this moment, as the body of Christ, we repent to you. Father, forgive us for not supporting one another. Forgive us for being judgmental. Forgive us for not having each other's back. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would expand our vision. Get rid of the old vision, Father. Get rid of any traditional or religious vision and anything that may set on our hearts, any prideful thoughts, beliefs. And Father, renew us. Make us new and expand our vision for us not to think or act selfishly, but to live the life that reflects the life that you live, which was selflessly, that was showered and overflowing in love. Father, I pray that even as this love overflows from our life, that you would unite us together as one, Father. Knit our hearts together. Father, it is our desire to be pleasing to you and we know that you desire unity so father i pray right now god that you would unify us any barriers that stop us from moving together as one remove it destroy it right now in the name of jesus and i pray that you will restore the love in your body father remove all hatred remove all competition remove all division remove all racism remove all pride father that separate us from living and moving as one father in the name of Jesus. And right now in this moment, I pray that you will go in and touch the heart of each person right now, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit on the inside of us, Father. May there be a deeper longing for you, God. May there be a hunger and a thirst and an urgency for us to feed our spirits. I pray, God, that there will also be an urgency and an uprising in those that you have called to be an intercessor. May our prayer lives be to the next level in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that the body of Christ will also move in wisdom, Father, that we will reflect your word to be slow to speak and quick to listen, that we will be slow to anger, God, in Jesus' name, that we'll be led and guided by your spirit, Father. Teach us how to choose what to entertain and what to ignore. Teach us how to use wisdom in responding so that it will build the body of Christ up, so that it will build our brothers and our sisters up. Father, we know that you have called us to greater works. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the body of Christ to be aware of Satan's devices. We plead the blood of Jesus right now, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And I pray that there will be a special awareness of Satan's devices so that we can walk and move in the greater works. Father, in Jesus name, remove the fear from the body of Christ of walking in greater works. You called us to abundant life. You called us to success. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that all fear of accomplishing this would be removed in the name of Jesus. And may we find strength in each other. In Jesus name. I thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for working on our hearts. And may you be glorified. May you be lifted up. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What a rich episode today. If you have any prayer requests, feel free to email those as well. I would like to pray for you. I would like to pray with you. 
I thank God for you. Y'all just don't know. I thank God for you. Thank you all so much for joining. I just love God, y'all. And I love that he's so faithful and he's so consistent to us, even when we don't deserve it. What a mighty God we serve. I love him so much. So it's my prayer that you were inspired today and you received the prayer. And because I know that we serve this mighty God, hallelujah, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time. Thank you.